Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Today, we have Barbara Diaz de Leon. She is a health coach and received her health coaching certification through the Primal Health Coach Institute and also the Institute of Transformational Nutrition. She is the founder of Daily Wellness for You and also the Primal in Pink Wellness Group. She had her own remarkable body and mind transformation and is so passionate to help others do the same. And we're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the show, Barbara. Hey, Al. Thank you so much for having me. So we are both primal health coaches. Let it t- tell us what's your journey of going down this road. You obviously have your own personal health journey. Tell us what happened that prompted you to sort of lead you to answers that led you to primal lifestyle. Oh yes, it's uh, been quite the journey to say the least. And you know, like many of us in this in this um, you know world of health coaching, you know, we've had our own transformation. And mine started out many years ago, like as in twenty years ago. And I suffered for, you know, well over 15 years and actually probably started longer than that. And I went to so many different doctors. Um, I had fatigue. I was gaining weight. Um, I had just gotten married and uh, all of a sudden I, I had a lot of female problems that required, you know, interventions with that, but nobody was getting to the root cause. And, you know, I was just really starting to get, to get depressed and probably, the worst you know, symptom I had was a loss of zest for life, really, you know, uh, but I had body-wide joint pain, digestive issues, um, mood imbalances, and uh, you name it, you know, I had it for sure. And so I, I did end up getting, you know, with my female problems, I had a hysterectomy um, in my late 30s, and I was still tired all the time and getting very discouraged because, you know, all of my loved ones and doctors were saying, well, it's just part of getting older. You know, we're all tired. And, oh, I know. And I knew it was different. You know, I'm all for counseling and therapy and I've done that. And I still, you know, do that. And and I'm hundred percent behind that, but I knew that wasn't the issue. I knew there had to be a physical component. And meanwhile, at the same time, I was a pretty diehard vegetarian, um, always striving to be vegan, but I never, you know, quite got there, but I was very passionate about that. So I started to dive into that world even deeper, you know, like I'm doubling down on my efforts with that. And, you know, it just wasn't serving me. You know, I know that can work really well for some people, but not, not for me. And then finally, I, you know, got really desperate and I heard about the paleo lifestyle and being a vegetarian, I really thought, mm, yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, that's not for me. But as you get into more desperate mode, and I'm so you know glad that you know the universe brought to me um, you know some different things that came my way, um, like Dr. William Davis. He actually lives in the area that near where I live, or in the same state. And one of the dietitians that was working with him was having an in-person webinar, in-person seminar event uh, called "Delete the Wheat." And I thought, oh, let me just check this out. I was so tired and so desperate. Um, and so I did. And, you know, she talked all about, you know, everything was, it was basically, a you know, mirrored a paleo diet. And, you know, so I learned more about it there. And I thought, you know, well, let me give this a go. And I actually bought um, ground beef. That was my first re-entry point back into, you know, eating animal protein. And 
I digest, I thought for sure, I'm not going to digest this well. It's going to be a disaster, you know? So I was all, you know, set up for it to be just a fail. Well, and by the way, I want to highlight that. That's a lot of the the fears that mm-hmm. vegan and vegetarian community also say, right? Like, oh, if you haven't had meat for a long time, be careful because then you reintroduce it and there's problems. <laughs> yes, right. And and so I was all psyched out for that, you know, and, uh, but I did it because I was so in that desperate mode. And that's, you know, when you find, I'm glad I got to that desperate mode because I probably wouldn't have tried it, Right. So, and I did just fine. I I didn't have like immediate results overnight, but I digested it perfectly. I actually didn't have the bloating that I usually had. My my brain felt slightly clearer, you know, just not dramatic effects, but definitely, you know, on the positive. And then meanwhile, in the backdrop of all this, I was, I had hypothyroidism getting treated by conventional medicine for, um, with Synthroid. And so I was still tired. And they said, well, your TSH is normal. And I know you know all about that. (laughs) That's a whole nother episode. But yeah, (laughs) for for those curious, please check out my book or get my free thyroid guide on my website, which gives you the list of tests. And, you know, also please everyone listen, if you have an issue, go to my website and check out some of the interviews I've done on this um, so that we we won't get into the weeds on that now. But you were dealing with uninformed doctors that were steeped in, you know, 1973 outdated sort of protocols of treating hypothyroid. Yes, on on top of you know everything else, so that wasn't serving my me well at all with fatigue and and I also had undiagnosed Lyme disease and you mm. know and, and I was also getting into things like osteopenia in my forties and I was starting to um, needing to get teeth pulled and you know root canals and root canals teeth pulled because they were going bad you know it was just just a mess and I remember you know during that time going to um, getting a diagnostic test. And I was just starting to learn about paleo and, and things like that then. And I remember putting down on my, and I just learned I had Hashimoto's from one of the, the first functional medicine providers I saw. And she said, oh, I have Hashimoto's too. This diagnostic technician was saying this to me. She goes, who's your endocrinologist? And, and I'm like, well, I just got diagnosed with this. So I, I don't have one. And she said, oh, well, I have one and it's Dr. So-and-so. And I got... He removed my thyroid. He said, she said, but I ended up in ICU because my throat collapsed and all this. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I need that name so I don't go to him. Yeah, you're like, give me the name so I can cross it off a list, not put it. Oh my gosh, Al, that just, I'm sorry, but that just freaked me out, you know? And I'm like, I, and I knew then, like, that helped me to be where, I was on the right path, you know, and I wish I could go back and find her so I could tell her about what I know now, but. Um, well, you know, actually it, 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 it's, it's not funny. It's terrible, but in her situation, it might have been the situation where they didn't need to remove her thyroid. And I would say if we went mm-hmm. back in time, if you had Hashimoto's and were hypothyroid and that was undiagnosed for many years, uh, you know, you might not have needed to have an hysterectomy and all that kind of stuff. Yes. We don't know, but that has happened to a lot of people out there yeah. where, again, you know, uh, one of the major symptoms of hypothyroidism is female issues, gynecological issues can come up. And to remove someone's uterus when it's not necessary, we don't know if it was or not. I'm not blaming those doctors, but I'm just saying this has happened lots of times where someone has had something removed surgically that didn't didn't need to happen. So um, anyway, continue. Yes. Right. Right. And, you know, it just, and, and how that was so life-changing for me, Al, because I'd gotten married, you know, I was in my mid thirties and all of a sudden I had um, female problems that, you know, when I was being treated by conventional medicine and we wanted to have children, you know, so that took that, you know, changed my whole life course. And now I'm very accepting of all that now, but 
you know, I think about how many, how many more women out there, you know, were, are in that yeah. position. And so, you know, and my, my big goal is so I eventually, you know, got into uh, functional medicine. I actually, um, actually I went through a few different, three different functional medicine providers till I found the one that turned over the right rocks. I'm not saying the others were bad. They just weren't turning over the rocks. I finally got my, you know, heavy metal burden um, identified. And then also um, I was also put on, uh, you know, the Hashimoto's was addressed a lot more seriously. And uh, I also, um, you know, got the genetic testing for my detox issues. So I didn't know I had all that. So that made a lot of sense for, you know, why I, you know, had trouble sweating when I exercised and things like that. And the Lyme disease was huge because other, other Mm -hmm. doctors had tested that. And I know that's a tricky one to diagnose, but, and I did have, uh, you know, huge tick exposure. I lived in Minnesota in my twenties and in the deep woods. So every day you were taking ticks off your body. I mean, there was no question about it. And I remember I got really sick that summer with a fever and everything and um, got a really bad kidney infection. I've never had UTIs or any of that my whole life. And I got treated, Mm -hmm. but I was very young. So, you know, I I think everything just, you know, kind of lay dormant until, you know, yeah. And and then everything just kind of came as a storm in my, in my mid to upper thirties and so now I'm, now I'm under proper treatment, but even when I got that proper diagnosis or the proper diagnoses with the Lyme disease and the Hashimoto's and the, um, the heavy metals, I still, yeah, I did have some improvement with the protocols, you know, the herbals that were given for the Lyme and things like that, but I didn't get, I didn't have massive improvement. And, um, and that wasn't until I applied the things that I had control over that I needed to do. You know, my doctors were telling me about, you know, doing paleo and, you know, entering into keto for some, for anti-inflammatory effects and, um, you know, get proper sleep, all this, all the this, this stuff, right. You know, the, the mindset, everything. And I wasn't really doing any of that. I was trying to supplement my way out of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so when I integrated the things that I had control over, you know, with mindset, nutrition and lifestyle and exercise, that's when the magic happened. That's when things really turned the corner for me. And then, you know, I got very passionate you know, about it. Anybody that would listen to me, you know, I would tell them about my yeah. transformation. Well, let's tell us how long after you, you know, started to go down the paleo path and really adopt the things you just mentioned, did you start to go, hold on a minute, I am really turning a corner here? Yeah. When I was first diagnosed about three years ago, and then I started to implement the things I had control over the lifestyle things and got serious about paleo living about two years ago. And that's when things started to shift. They shifted in a great way. Um, I did, you know, enter, I did bring in exercise and mindset, the mindset pieces later. And I really wish I would have done mindset pieces first. And with my clients, that's, we focus on that first. In fact, sometimes we work, focus on that for a good while before we even get into heavy nutrition or anything like that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I guess for people listening, what do you, what do you mean by mindset and what are the kind of things you address with your clients when it comes to this? Yes. Mindset. Oh, so, so huge. First of all, you know, several of my clients, they, they just, they're so down on themselves and yeah. they, and, and they're, and they've had years of what I experienced, loved ones saying, oh, you're fine. It's just part of getting older, this and that. And you, and they feel like basically a loser, you know, and then they mm-hmm. start to, and then a lot of them are moms. So they put themselves last because of, you know, being in, in the mom role and they're used to always just never, no self-care for themselves whatsoever or anything like that. So some of it, boils down to just getting into some self-love and gratitude. And I always start with gratitude. 
and with the mindset practices and then um, getting into some meditation. Uh, and I've had clients that have never even, you know, touched meditation before and they were pretty skeptical about it. And now they're big believers and they're not even, you know, doing it um, like 20 minutes a day, twice a day. They're just doing it like five, 10 minutes a day. And it's made a massive difference in their lives, but it's about, you know, um, shifting that negative mindset to a positive one, learning to, you know, realize their self-worth is huge. So affirmations, mindset, gratitude, those are the big three, you know, for mindset practices. Yeah. And it's really, you know, well, you and I both know this and we'll just, our hearts go out to everyone listening who might be struggling with something is that there is just right. Like, so for example, when you're talking about some of the gynecological female issues in your mid thirties and you had, you know, just gotten married, like I'll just say for myself, when I went through it with hypothyroidism, it's awful. Like mm-hmm. not one woman wants anything wrong down there. It's terrible. It's embarrassing. It makes you feel broken. It's like your womanhood, you know, it's the, see, yes. these are tough things. And then you get depression because of all of these, you know, not only just in your your brain with hypothyroidism, which triggers that because of lack of T3, but also your body's falling apart, you know, and mm-hmm. then you've gone to a hundred doctors, you know, and then everyone's looking at you like, she's a hypochondriac or, you know, like these kind of things where the spouse and is going, I don't know, she's been to 500 doctors. Like I, and you know, then you become the party pooper. You become the person that doesn't want to do anything and you're no fun, you know? And it just, that kind of breeds in and of itself, this downer on oneself. And you're looking in the mirror every day going my damn body. I have to, you know, it's just horrible self-talk oh. and really, you know, so I don't know, you've highlighted some of that, but it yeah. it's a tough place to be. And so to, actively try to turn that around is absolutely critical because we almost kind of don't even know we've been doing it, right? You've been in it so long when you're suffering. Yes. It becomes your identity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and the hard part is like you were saying, you know, everyone's, they, they see you're going to all these doctors and, and you have all these complaints and, and it's an invisible illness. It's not like, you know, you, you have, you know, a cast on or walking with crutches or have, you know, a scarf over, your, you know, your head because you've gone through chemotherapy or anything. So no one knows, like it's so invisible, you know, and you might look okay other than, you know, gaining weight, you know, and things like that. And I so get that, like with get, um, canceling get togethers, you know, I was starting to check out on life. I was showing up for work yep. and taking care, you know, helping to take care of my um, sick mom at the time. And so that's all I did. It was, you know, work, sick mom, coffee, not to mention, you know, I didn't have boundaries, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. But the gaining, then on top of all that, you're gaining weight. And, you know, um, I, I personally, you know, wanted, didn't want to be gaining weight. I wanted, I didn't feel pretty at all. You know, that was another thing. And so of course I went on weight loss, um, two different popular weight loss programs and I did lose the weight, but I still had all my symptoms. I was on, you know, still on two blood pressure medicines, um, you know, and, Doing, and I still had all the body wide joint pain, the mood irritability, um, hormone imbalance. And the only thing different was I could fit into smaller genes. And, and then when I got off those diets, which one involved a lot of soy protein isolate, which was a nightmare you know, oh, for me, <laughs> oh, I know. And, um, you know, to, and then when the moment, you know, I got off of those diets, it's not sustainable, you know? So, um, of course I gained it all back and, and then some really. And so I was, you know, not just back to square one, but actually in a worse spot because I wasn't eating health, eating healthy foods and eating foods that working against my thyroid and, you know, my, my inflammation and things like that. So yeah, it, it was a nightmare. And you just feel like you feel like you do become this downer person that, that became my identity. I was the, the slug, the downer, you know, and, um, and, and I used to be so vibrant, right. And 
that all, all shifted and, and it went, went on for years. So I'm very passionate about, you know, getting people, you know, um, reducing or eliminating suffering, you know, ASAP, not wait over 15 years and have to deal with all that like I did. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is sort of like the proof of people like us who've been through that health journey and then are sharing it or helping coach others is that, Hey, let us help you get from A to Z quicker than what we did because we screwed up or we missed some the boat on some things or we yes. didn't get the right tests or whatever. And it is like when I adopted a paleoprimal diet and start, first started working for Mark Sisson, I was just blown away. And um, I, you know, one of the things, and we've talked about this before offline is, and, and you've mentioned it before as well, I think publicly in some of your posts, which is if you are looking for a quick fix that you're not going to get, but if you're looking for something that will quickly change you substantially, but you know, you might have to give it some time, this is the way to do it. And if you just stick with it, I mean, perseverance pays. Oh, great points. Oh my goodness. Great points. Exactly. You know, with my clients, they're not dropping that weight or getting improvements very fast. And and by the way, most people come for the, the weight loss, but they end up getting so much more because right. you need to address all those other pieces. So it, it is sustainable and it's a very slow weight loss, but it does those small steps to develop those habits or, you know, being consistent about it and disciplined at first, it does pay off. It takes time. It's not, not a, you know, 21 day quick fix you know, lose 10 pounds in a month kind of thing. Um, you may, you know, you know, drop some weight really quickly, but my theory on that is that's probably inflammation, (laughs) you know, when you, that's right. Yeah. Those for that first month or those first 10 days or something can be, you know, sort of water loss and inflammation loss. And then uh, agreed, like, for example, you know, you can maybe turn some switches around, uh, in 21 days, right. And really sort of nip hunger in the bud, but that you still have to continue on. And maybe that first 21 days can be hard for some people. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, you know, because clearly I, I would just guess I could be wrong, but I would guess that you were like a carbohydrate dependent sugar okay. burner at one point, And then turning paleo primal, like all of us, you become a fat burner, which is really like your body is primarily uh, feeding itself and feeling itself off of that versus carbohydrates. And I remember just being hungry every two, three hours, always looking in the fridge, like basically the government food paradigm, right? Uh, the pyramid mm-hmm. and the paradigm along with it is almost, it's not only a diabetes making diet, but it is like a, uh, it's a, it's a food disorder making diet because when you're carbohydrate dependent, it's like you are addicted. It's sort of what goes hand in hand with that is sort of being addicted to food and never feeling satiated. Can you talk about your experience oh. and what that was like going from, you know, being a sugar burner. And then that one day where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm not looking in the fridge every three seconds. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and yeah, that oh, blood sugar balance key. That was, is so, so key. The, um, I was definitely a sugar burner. I ate my dedicated to my daily oatmeal and, you know, um, you know, and all kinds of grains and cereals and beans. And I was never satisfied, always, always, you know, nibbling all day long and just always, you know, grazing. And, and then you would hear people say, eat every two to three hours and that's the way to do it. So I'm like, I'm doing the right thing here. And then I would get so, um, and then with, with the perimenopause symptoms too, the sugar effect from all of that, it, I was all over the map with that. I wasn't sleeping good. Um, that was another thing I was taking like 20 milligrams of melatonin just to sleep half the night from all this. And I'm convinced it's from this blood sugar imbalance, Mm. you know, that I had absolutely now I don't need, you know, any of that, but 
it's that those up and down mood swings and, um, and, you know, God forbid, you know, anybody who was close to me, they, they would get it the worst. You know, I had such a low tolerance for stress. Um, yeah. I was in a pretty high stress job at the time and, you know, I did, it did everything in my power to, you know, keep, stay even with that. And then I would keep throwing more coffee onto the fatigue because fatigue was probably my most pronounced symptom. So, and that just made it even worse. I mean, I, I drink coffee and I love coffee, but I'm, I'm a balanced person now. You know, I'm a fat burner. But when I started adding, you know, saying, okay, butter's okay, you know, avocados are okay and adding them in without any tracking. And, and that's like a whole nother subject too, about living a life of no tracking. But, you know, when I, when I just decided, you know, I'm adding in this whole food, I'm not tracking and eat as much of it as I, I want. And, um, you know, blueberries with, you know, full fat cans, coconut milk, things like that. Uh, my, everything shifted. It was, it was, I felt like a weight was lifted, like a veil was taken off of my eyes, you know, and then I slept like a baby too, which fixes so many things in itself, <laughs> you know, good night's rest on a regular basis. So, you know, and that's a big thing I strive for with my clients is that, uh, you know, blood sugar balance, nutrient density, um, you know, whatever it takes to lower inflammation. And, and then uh, on top of all that, just tuning into that paris, turning on the parasympathetic state, you know, because my clients tend to be high, you know, working a lot and busy and they don't have time to do, you know, to settle down. So those are, so those, those are very big components for sure. I want you to talk to us a little bit about the tracking thing. So, you know, at first uh, I thought it was important for me to understand how many carbs were in things to start. So, right. So, you know, even like a bunch of asparagus cooked is 20 grams of carbohydrates. And, you know, with the primal blueprint paradigm, we look at, all right, well, really less than 150 grams of total carbohydrates a day. And if you're over that, you better be Michael Phelps or an Olympic athlete or a bricklayer. Right. And for women that are not tall or just of normal size, maybe it is going between 80 and 120 grams of carbohydrates a day. But that was my initial thing just to learn what was in what, you know, I, so, so once I kind of learned the basics, like I knew what a pint of blueberries was carbs. And I, then I, I didn't track anything else. And I will say that I know a lot of people love to do that, but mm -hmm. also I think there are pitfalls to that. And can you just touch on, because I love living the life where I don't have to track this stuff. And I think at the beginning, it's most important. Maybe you agree for people to just eat the right foods. Cause I'd rather have people overeat a little fat or overeat protein at first and get the carbohydrates right. And then kind of figure it out because over time I eat so much less protein than I once did. I'm satiated more by half a big steak where I used to could eat two of them or something. So just talk to us a little bit about the mindset of tracking and why, or why not, you know, why it may be good or not, et cetera. Oh yes. And you hit right on that. That's exactly what I do with my clients is initially, I, I don't care about how many calories you're having. I need you to eat the food that's right. You know, right, right. If you remove the offending foods and add in the nutritious foods and let, we'll worry about the balance of macros later. I just need you to get them adjusted, you know, their sugar addicts, things like that. So absolutely. I do have my clients track at first to uh, make sure that they're getting enough protein. A, a, a lot of the, I work with women and I find that they, they are very low on protein just from um, hearing about things like I used to as a vegetarian, like, you know, meat is bad and things like that. And again, I'm not, if that works for somebody, that's great. I'm all for it. But, um, you know, I, but my clients are coming to me usually because they're low energy, they've gained weight, um, they have hormone imbalance, things like that. And so the tracking is really important just to see where they're at or if they're having a stall somewhere to do some tracking. Okay, let's do some tweaking here. Um, 
but frankly, when they're having a stall, a lot of that times that has to do with what's going on in their life in terms of stress level, <laughs> you know, it never fails, you know, that, that ties right into that. Right. But one client I have actually, um, I, I've never had her track at all because she's so traumatized by tracking. She mm. had, yes. And she uh, doesn't, and I'm like, no, I'm absolutely all for you not tracking. Like I'm good on that. Like we, I'm just want you to eat the right foods. And she's, she's happens to be doing the AIP protocol, the autoimmune protocol where it's paleo with, you know, the um, nightshades and um, dairy and things like that removed. And she's doing fantastic. Um, and she's uh, very big on, she went on those weight loss, the popular ones in the past, and she always felt shamed with it. She, she's the one who um, also um, mindset's huge too. You know, she had so much shame with that, with her weight and not feeling good and, um, you know, feeling like it's her fault and things like that. So she's doing fantastic, you know, without tracking and, you know, wheels can be falling off the bus in her life. Um, she works a lot, you know, I mean, just, um, you know, way too much really, but she's feeling great on top of it all. And, you know, she's, she's shifted at first. It was difficult to get away from the sugar. She used the vending machine a lot at work and things like that. Uh, but now that she's switched over, uh, she's doing fantastic. And now we're reintroducing foods, uh, you know, that are off of the, you know, AIP like eggs and things like that. So she's doing really good, but so tracking, living a life of, without tracking, you know, I really want my clients to have the freedom of not tracking. Now, if somebody wants to track because they like to do that and they're just, they like to check off lists and things like that, that's fine. As long as it's not going to um, interfere with their progress. And as long as it, it lifts them up and doesn't downgrade them. Right. Because I mean, yeah, because see tracking would like bum me out, right? You know, mm -hmm. like personally. And um, I think also too, you know, and I say this in my first book, Paleothyroid Solution, but everybody stop checking the scale every day. It's not you'd like, cause you know, yeah. and I know, you know this Barbara, but it's like, when you've, mm, you know, your body, you know, how you feel naked in an underwear. Okay. Mm -hmm. Until you feel different, don't get on the scale. You know what I'm saying? Until you're yes. substantially to a point where you're like, hold on a minute, wait a minute. I think, uh, this t-shirt's looser. Maybe I do get on the scale. Now, that, that might be the time to check in. But A, it's not really about the weight. So get yourself a scale that measures percentage of body fat because that's the most important mm -hmm. thing. You could be at a great weight, but be skinny fat. I've been there. Um, and also too, I think it's just frustrating, right? Because you know you can poop out three pounds, right? So you get on the scale, you go, oh, I lost three pounds today. Oh, I'm up one, I'm up three. And I see people do this and it, it's like crazy making, right? Uh, and I, I feel like we all know how the underwear is fitting. We mm -hmm. all know, right? So like go by that. And when you start to feel like there might be progress, maybe that's the time to check in because you're likely going to get a win on the scale. And then that's going to be inspiring versus this everyday nonsense. Can you talk to us about weighing oh, oneself? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Body composition for the win, 100%. And yes, that scale could be such a downer. You bring up such a good point, you know, about, you know, do it when you're feeling differences in your body composition with how your clothes feel and how you feel. Then how on the scale so you can build up your momentum, you know, absolutely. The, um, you know, the, 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 I love how the primal health coach Institute puts weight there with the scale. I think they say something like maybe weigh yourself once a year on your birthday, <laughs> you know, and I thought right. that is so true. You know, I, and like when I weigh myself, I'm doing it more for inflammation measurement, um, because I still have this, you know, I, I'm, with the Lyme disease, you know, sometimes I'll, if I have a few nights of bad sleep or something stressful comes up in my life, you know, things will go a little bit awry or, or, you know, I'll indulge in some, um, in some non-primal things, 
maybe, or, or some, you know, whatever the case may be. So I go on the scale just as a measurement of, uh, and, but, you know, frankly, I can really tell with how I, how I feel and my clothes feel, right. but I just see, cause it helps to me that motivates me. Okay. Get back on it because it's very important that I get this inflammation under control, you know? Um, but I'm really doing it for that reason, not for, you know, anything else, but it is, it is difficult. And that can be a really hard thing for, for some of the women I work with. Um, you know, there, there's one I'm working with now that, you know, it's been very hard to get her, you know, her mindset off of that daily scale weight. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's convinced that she heard from somewhere, some, you know, that if you weigh yourself every day, your, your studies show you'll lose. I'm like, I don't know where you got that from, but please let's just give this <laughs> once a week at the most, you know? And so that's been, you know, because of the up and down, you know, three well, and, that, and that's why the body composition, right? That's why it's the win, because here's the thing mm-hmm. you, and I have a friend who's extremely fit, healthy, pescatarian paleo type. He's also 32 years old. And so has, and has minimal body fat, like really great body, great, you know, composition. Um, but he started to get even healthier during the pandemic, uh, in terms of like exercising more and doing some weights and some other things. And it's like, he got one of the scales. And so I guess the point is, you, your, your weight may go up a little bit, but if your body fat percentage is going down, then that's the, that's the move because you might, that, that might be muscle weight, right? The gain on the number. And this is why those weight loss competitions don't effing work because you could do anything. You could take laxatives. You could like water starve yourself. You could do all these things to make the scale turn. But what is the percentage of body fat? Because the percentage of body fat is the winner in this game of the scale. So if you don't have one of those scales, you're mm-hmm. just, you're, you're, and we've seen this too. You can see a picture of a woman who's 186 pounds, but one of them where she's got a certain percentage of body fat and the other where it's higher. Right. And she yeah. looks amazing in yeah. the one where the body percentage fat is lower, but the weight is still the same. So yes. again, the, the weight is not the the thing. It's the percentage of body fat. And that's what people really should be aiming for and tracking because then you get tripped up because you've started to lift weights and someone's like, oh no, I gained two pounds. And you're like, but we, that's not necessarily two pounds of fat, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I get, I get so um, um, jazzed up <laughs> with this conversation because especially, you know, well, anybody really, but especially women my age, I'm in my fifties and I work with women in their 40, 50s, 60s primarily. And the, um, that muscle is so important, so important. Um, and I, I realized I didn't, you know, the more I learn in these, the health you know, space about muscle, the more I'm convinced that we have got to keep that muscle on our bodies and get that fat down, but, you know, maintain that muscle for sure. Especially as we get older, it is so key. Yes. And I do have a good friend that she, um, is very thin. She, she's, uh, losing muscle and, um, you know, losing and, and, you know, fat and muscle, she's, she's emaciated now. And it's like, that's not going to serve you well, you know, like, this is not good. Like we need to, you need to get, you know, that, that that's great for the fat to be down, but that muscle, you need to have that. And I personally, um, have gained like, you know, um, like eight, eight, 10 pounds, um, since I've gotten my health train, I mean, I lost the weight, but since I've, you know, upped my exercising and working out, um, just like the person you were talking about before, I've actually, you know, gained weight, but I look smaller, like my clothes, my compositions are all different. Right. Because you know? it's a matter mm-hmm. of the body percentage fat was where you quote gained or, or lost it. And you might've gained some muscle, right? So the scale yeah. might be up eight pounds, but that could be muscle. Right. And right. so I think that that really trips people up and that's why it's important to get one of these scales that measures both if you're going to do it. Cause otherwise you're sort of in a losing game with yourself and you're never going to really know 
Yeah, right, right, exactly. And yeah, just having that that body weight pounds only is just it's it's not 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 a not a not a good indicator. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and you absolutely. know the weight stuff. I mean, I'm convinced too. So you know, when you uh, you know, I remember Mark Sisson and Brad Kearns telling me they were like. <laughs> They're like, cause I love to hike and I love to walk and I love all, I could do that forever. I could go on like 10 mile hikes and stuff, but they're like, yeah, that's still not going to do anything for you really. You know? And it, what they were saying is, it's like, you have to lift weights out. Like you have to get back into weights. Like that is really what's going to do. You can walk all you want and that's lovely, <laughs> but yeah. that's not going to get you the body composition that you want. And as you get older, you realize how important this is and no women out there, you are not going to get bulky and look like a bodybuilder. You're going to have to work out so much and do so many things to get there. It's not going to happen. Don't be scared. But aside from body composition and strength and um, all of that, you know, learning about organ reserve from Mark and Brad mm. and how important this is. Like if you're not challenging the muscles, then it's not challenging the bones. Then your bones are yeah. getting weak. And then, you know, you trip over the cat when you're older and you end up in the hospital and you never yes. challenge your lungs. So now you get your pneumonia. And so that's why you die. You don't die of the actual broken hip. Like people say, it's because of all of the things that happen, the domino effect from you mm. not taking care of yourself. And so I, I love when older people are like, oh, we get in our 10,000 steps a day, but I'm like, yeah, but that's, you probably be better off doing 5,000 steps and half an hour of weights. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I so agree with that, you know, 100%. And, you know, you're talking about that unfortunate cascade of events that happens just from, you know, not having strong muscles that it ends up that way, you know, for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I know people who, you know, injure themselves now and you can tell who who's who's going to heal faster for versus who won't, you know, right? And yeah, absolutely. And I some of my clients they they can't walk, you know, they their knees are really bad or they they have mm -hmm. uh, maybe plantar fasciitis or both, you know. So my big thing about walking is that they get outside and get fresh air and get yes. in nature. Like that's the main thing and and uh, you know, absolutely. So, you know, I do want them to get outside and do that so to the point where it's safe for them with their with their ailments. But as, of course, as they improve their diet and nutrition and reduce inflammation, those things can start to improve too, you know, for sure. But a lot of them too, some of them already have, are in a very robust fitness program with a personal trainer and some, you know, can hardly, you know, they're very limited. Uh, but that's why it's so important to meet people where you're at. But what I find, what I'm trying to say with everybody, there's always something you can do. Like even the people who, um, you know, the mm -hmm. clients with the bad back, the bad knees and the bad feet, you know, um, even if you don't have any weights at home, you can, you can pick up, you know, the soup cans or something like that. You know, there's always something around the house that we can use for, for, for weights, you know, on that. Yeah. Or and you can do upper body or mm -hmm. core or something without having to do squats with the knees. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's pull work and, you know, uh, honestly, I've known people that have lost 40 pounds in a wheelchair. So if it's about yeah. weight and getting fat adapted, you can do that being sedentary if you're forced yes. to be, right? Because at some yes. point you're going to want to get up and move, okay? Mm. You know, but even if you can't because of a limitation like she's talking about, bad knees, bad back or some kind of issue, yeah. you can still do it just through food and that's what's great about paleo primal living. Oh, it is yeah, it is fantastic. And then they feel better and then when you're getting that nutrient nutrient density, those ailments tend to lessen, you know, and then they feel good about that. You know, uh, you know, I give the the clients with limited movement 
or abilities, you know, I give them some exercises and then they rate them. And I always love it after a while when they're rating them as easy now, when they were so difficult before, you know, right. because, and they're sitting, they're not even like standing up, you know, they, they can't do, you know, a plank, you know, like a regular plank, it has to be you know, a wall plank or, you know, a modified version of some sort, you know, with the, on the kitchen counter, whatever it may be, or, you know, a, a push up against the wall. Uh, yeah, it just, it's amazing how, when you put all these pieces together, you know, with the um, proper nutrition, proper rest, proper hydration, some movement, just get the body moving, you know, start where you're at and you can grow from there. And, um, and that's another thing too, is it's never too late, right? Like I didn't totally. start any of this stuff till my fifties for the fitness piece. And it's, you know, it's never too late. So I like to be the message of hope and that it's never too late. Yes. And, and I did, it's fantastic to see, you know, women, um, you know, do make that turnaround, you know, absolutely life-changing. Yeah, it is absolutely never too late. There are people that have started bodybuilding in their like seventies. I mean, seriously, it's, it's never too late. I think people kind of go, uh, well, you know, I should exercise when I'm young and I'm here now. So, oh, well, I'll just walk. And you're like, no, 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 you, you can turn this around. And honestly, yes you know, listen, there's great free YouTube videos. You just need, look, mm -hmm. if you don't know where to start, start off with some five pound dumb weights and just do some five pound stupid things for 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I personally love the the website, but also the free videos on YouTube for Fitness Blender. Now, I don't like, sometimes they'll chime in with some food advice and it's kind of a uh, carbohydrate dependent food advice. So I don't listen to what they have to say, but I will say, I love the two that have run that and they have thousands of videos and there's everything there from, you know, low impact to, you know, you don't know how to lift weights or you keep doing the same, you know, bicep curl over and over and you don't really know anything else. This stuff's free online. Yes. You can adopt any of it you want. And if there's some move that, that doesn't work with my body, then I just kind of fast forward to the next one and see if that one works. And so sometimes 10, 15 minutes, man, if you can only do that, uh, it's, it, it can be a game changer over time when it compounds like compounded interest, right? It just will yes. keep getting better. Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. And that's such great advice about YouTube and all the free, you know, videos out there. And you are so right. Those small steps, you know, lead to massive results. It doesn't take much. And, and like with my clients, you know, a lot of them don't have time, you know, to invest. And right, like you said, just, you know, 10 minutes and you'd be consistent with it. Like we talked about at the beginning of the call, you know, be consistent with it, you know, a little bit every day or most days and you'll get there. Like it, it's, it is life-changing. Yes. Yes. So tell us a little bit about, uh, or, or give us, uh, you've already mentioned a few, but of all of your clients, I'm sure there's, you know, lots of wonderful success stories, but tell us of one where maybe they came and they're like, I'm a lost cause. You know, you always get one of those. Where they're like, that's, I've tried everything. This is impossible. And then they realize, oh, I guess that's not. Yeah. Yes. Um, one comes to mind that is just, a. She almost, she had signed up, but she almost was going to, you know, um, reverse her decision on that. That's, you know, she just thought, no, you know, it's just too late for me. I don't want to do that. This, I, it's just, I, I can't do it. It'll be too much. And, you know, she saw my, my before and at, one of my before and after transformations. And I think it overwhelmed her <laughs> because like, wait, I can't get from point A to point B. And so with her, we'd started off with uh, the, the very small nutrition start. And it was basically don't, use the vending machine at work, you know, bring, bring apples to work, or, you know, we decided on some snacks from, for her, you know, nuts, apples, things like that, you know, everything else leave alone. She wasn't ready to go gluten-free yet or any, mm -hmm. you know, um, anything like that. And, um, she had a, a lot of, um, 
body shame, a lot of um, self-loathing, lack of self-worth, never put herself first. And so, but she decided to, and, you know, if she wasn't ready for it, I wasn't going to try to like talk her into it, you know, like people need to be ready, you know, to some point, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I was very, uh, you know, gentle about it and everything. I'm like, you know, that's okay. You know, we can wait till another time or, you know, if not at all, you know, I want this to be a right decision for you, you know, a, a, a heck yeah decision, <laughs> you know, and, um, and then she decides, she goes, okay, I'll give it a go, you know, and I assured her, well, I meet her, I would meet her where she's at. And, um, and we started mostly with the mindset things and stress management things like deep breathing practices and, um, you know, meditation, those types of things. And we, and that was such a game changer for her. And so then we, when we entered into the nutrition piece, um, she does have an autoimmune condition. So we did go right for the AIP and she was game for it. You know, she was, she was had, you know ready to do it, but her mind and her stress management pieces were, were ready, you know? So right. I was so proud of her because, um, you know, she had a, a give up spirit, like right from the get go. And then almost like, didn't stay on with the program. We finally started and, and she's actually, you know, I'm so proud of her. She, she has this, um, you know, this stick to itness about it and she's committed, dedicated, and she's doing fantastic. And as her, you know, things are unraveling in her life a bit personally right now, and she still feels great, um, you know, uh, you know, fantastic. And so she was, you know, one who didn't want to start, you know, but she, she gave, she, she gave herself the chance. She, she made, she put herself first for once and making that decision to go ahead and, you know, um, start with the program and um, give her own self a chance. She realized her self-worth and she's also realizing, you know, what a, the benefits of, you know, what nutrition can do for her now. Like she's her, it's as if her eyes are wide open and she's just had this dramatic turnaround. It's been I fantastic. Love yeah. I love that so and much. And she loves herself now. So yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, sometimes you just need a guide. Sometimes you just need a coach like Barbara to, to take you through this step-by-step and, you know, I trust uh, Primal Health Coaching Institute. Obviously, I went through the program myself, and I think yes. it's incredible. Tell us how we can find you and benefit from your work. We'll put everything to connect with you in the show notes, of course, but just tell everyone right now your website, your Instagram handle, so we can follow you, connect with you, and um, get out there and, you know, enlist you to help us. Oh, sure, sure. Well, my website is dailywellnessforyou.com, and my Instagram handle is uh, Primal and Pink. And that's also the name of my Facebook group that uh, you had mentioned earlier at the intro. And that's a, a free Facebook group that I have. I offer quarterly um, free challenges in there, five-day challenges for the ladies. We have fun raffle prizes and things like that at the end. And of course, I include Primal Kitchen products because <laughs> I'm always trying to like right. advertise those are fantastic. And, you know, just it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we, we touch on things like gratitude and meditation, nutrition, lifestyle, self-care day. And I'm actually expanding that program now or that community page now. So it it is a fun page to join. Um, So that's Primal um, and Pink on Facebook as well. And um, and then also my, um, you know, personal page is Barbara Diaz de Leon on Facebook. And I post on on that as well. So that's that's where you can find me. That's awesome. I always love uh, chatting with fellow Primal Health coaches. Uh, Most of us have a story right? Ourselves. And we've overcome it. And honestly, people, when you're out there, those are the coaches to go for because we know how it feels. We know how it is. If you've, if you're coaching with someone that's never had an issue with their body, always been fit and slim and trim, it's a little bit 
different. There's a, I'm not saying they can't empathize. I'm not saying that they can't also get you where you need to go, but you know, people like Barbara and I are, you know, you understand on a level, some people don't, including the mindset part, right? Feeling crappy about yourself, embarrassed to have a health problem. Yes. Everyone would say, well, you shouldn't be embarrassed, but you know what it is. It just sucks. Right. And we know what that's like, the depression, the mindset junk that goes along with that, the downer stuff. And so I think it's important to have someone who can identify with the struggle that you're going through and who's also overcome it because that's where the hope lies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, primal all the way. And it's, you know, what we feed our minds, what we feed our lifestyles. And, you know, it's not just what we have on our plate. And yeah, it, it uh, it's definitely life-changing. Primal all the way. Yeah, primal all the way. Never give up, guys. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us and sharing your story with us. And everybody, uh, we'll put everything in the show notes to connect with Barbara. Please follow her and go to her website. And yeah, reach out if you need help because Barbara is someone who can help you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. Thank you, Elle. All right. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. Primal Blueprint listeners don't compromise on pantry classics. Whether you're going keto, paleo, in the middle of a whole 30 month, or adding to your Primal approved arsenal, Primal Kitchen has a full range of mayo, ketchup, dressings, and oils that add flavor and variety to any meal without ever compromising on ingredient quality. From avocado oil-based mayos bursting with flavors like kicky chipotle lime, creamy classic, zesty garlic aioli, or savory pesto, to unsweetened ketchups and organic mustards, there's a condiment to complement every taste bud. Be sure to stock up on Primal Kitchen avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, and new balsamic vinegar of Modena to add ease and great flavor to any dish, whether you're grilling, baking, broiling, braising, sauteing, or stir-frying. Primal Blueprint listeners can get their favorites 20% off when they use the code PRIMALBLUEPRINT at checkout.